It's Jalen Rager season. It's Jalen Rager season. It's Jalen Rager season. We just talked about him, right? We just talked about Jalen Rager this week, right? Talked about putting guys in for him, by the way. And we're going to go over this game, and we're going to go over why the Eagles lost. Yeah, they lost to the Giants. The Giants, who are abysmal. They were abysmal. The Giants were not good today. They didn't do anything well. They did not want to win this football game. They won the game. The Eagles fall. They're 5-7. and seven. They couldn't go to New York and beat the Giants. And guess what? The Giants only scored 13 points, and they still couldn't beat the Giants because the Eagles could only get 7. Why, though? Why? Why did the Eagles not beat the New York Giants? Well, let's just go it. Let's do it. Let's do the five reasons why the Eagles couldn't beat the New York Giants, right? So let's see here. What would be the fifth reason? I'm going to go with a combo here because it's going to be Nate Herbig and Greg Ward. So those are two guys that, you know, they don't play really. Obviously, Greg Ward is a fourth string receiver and Nate Herbig is a backup center tack or a center and guard. Uh, well, Jason Kelsey had to come out. He had to come out today. And what happened? Nate Herbig got two holding penalties. One that was, you know, down in our territory. We ended up surviving it, uh, getting a first down after it. But it was a big play from Jalen Hurts on a 30-yard run, which was a theme today. Uh, but then the Boston Scott touchdown in the first half. That was just as crucial a holding call as you could come up with. It literally, and again, it was ticky-tack and it was bullshit. These referees, I mean, they have an agenda every single week and it's absolutely insane to me. The Giants were holding our off our defensive line literally non-stop throughout this game especially in the first half, nonstop. But they were able to find Nate Herbig each time he was out there, and they got him for two holding calls, and it took seven points off the board for the Eagles. And then Greg Ward finished it because, really, before, and we're going to talk about the end of this first half, but on that first down play from the two-yard line, after Jalen Rager actually made a catch, one of his, probably, like I said, hopefully his second-to-last catch as an Eagle, um, Greg Ward had a ball hit him square in the hands in the end zone, and he dropped it on a perfect pass. Dropped it. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so damn tired here. Like, Greg Ward, th this has happened twice this year with him, just dropping footballs. He never dropped the ball. Well, that's when he was playing every down. When he has to go in there as a spare, he don't work that way, I guess. And guess what? He, he can't be on the team. I mean, really, we, we got to figure out guys that could play here because we need pass catchers in the worst way because we got none, none, really, besides Devontae Smith, honestly, Dallas Goddard, and Quez Watkins. Those are three guys you can have on your team. Those are three guys that can clearly play. But that's it. That's all we got. That is all we got. And Greg Ward, that ain't it. That ain't it. Those two guys right there, points off the board. Both took seven points off the board at the end of the first half. That can't happen, especially from guys that are, you know, backup players because when they get in and they don't make it happen, guess what happens? Next guy up. Now, fourth reason why. Let's go. Boston Scott. Can't fumble the football. We're going in there to win the game there at the end before all the shenanigans, before, you know, we had three timeouts left. We're going to be inside the 40-yard line. Fumbles the football. Can't do it legitimately cannot do it. That's the one thing you can't do. I'm begging, begging for them to tell me why Sanders isn't in the game. Uh, obviously, he was out due to injury, I'm assuming, because, and again, that, by the way, is a massive problem with Miles Sanders. Can't trust him. We can't trust Miles Sanders at all. Miles Sanders' health is a massive problem. You're only as good as your availability, and he's got 
none right now, Miles Sanders. He's got no availability. Miles Sanders is as untrusting a football player as there has ever, ever been right now in terms of what he's given us on the field. And again, he's not on the field when we're inside the 20-yard line, so I want to know what's going on there. If Miles Sanders can't be on the field when we need to score points, like, and again, if this was before, because he was out before we were hurt in situations like this, what are we doing here? What is this? What's going on? Why is he, as a high draft pick, not given the affordability of a guy like, you know, Jalen Rager, right? You know, we, we force feed all these guys we picked. Oh, they got to play, they got to play, they got to play. Miles Sanders, on the other hand, we're, we're cool at letting Boston Scott take snaps from him. And again, I have no problem with Boston Scott playing. I don't want that to be said. Boston Scott having that crucial fumble, but he played good prior to that. But the point is here, Miles Sanders is supposed to be the guy who has more talent than Boston Scott, right? So why are we consistently taking Miles Sanders off the field if he's supposed to be, seriously, much better than Boston Scott? Explain it. I need that one explained. And that's why the third reason is Nick Sirianni, because guess what? Nick Sirianni, to me, coached a terrible game. They, the Giants were going to let us run all over him. We should have just did it. But I mean, even there at the end of the first half, that sequence of plays, the second down, you throw it on first down, then he runs it on second down. That's a play you do on third down when you have the timeout. You still throw it again on second down because you want to have all the time there with the clock. You throw it on third or second down. Then if you don't get it on third down, you have the option. Okay, we could run it. We have a timeout. And then we can go for it on fourth down. Because guess what? Everybody who keeps saying here the Eagles were going to kick a field goal from the one-yard line, I don't know what planet you're on. But if you're kicking field goals from the one-yard line, you are cowards. You are cowards. The point being here is that you don't want to run the ball from the – or. Uh, throw an interception from the one-yard line because they were going to go for it on fourth down there 100 times out of 100 times. And if they didn't, I would have had a bigger problem with Sirianni. And honestly, I would have had a bigger problem with, like, you know, Gannon as well because, by the way, he had a game today where, yes, don't get me wrong, they scored 13 points, but our defensive line stinks. They stink. Unless Fletcher Cox is making plays, they stink. Javon Hargrave, invisible. Josh Sweat, invisible. Derek Barnett made a play on a reverse today, which shocked me because, you know, he's usually collapsing, but invisible nonetheless. They don't get any pressure on the quarterback. Ryan Kerrigan, who? Taron Jackson, who? Really, it was Fletcher Cox or bust. That's all we got. They stink, our defense line. And he refuses to... Re uses to come up with exotic blitzes and again when he disguised there there was a time in the third quarter it was 10 to, uh, it was third no it was 10 to 7 and we needed a stop and he forced we got to stop on a three dot and you know what he did he had the linebackers sitting in the a gaps he had everybody up on the line of scrimmage he showed an all-out blitz and he rushed three guys but he confused their quarterback and their offensive line and it worked that's what i'm saying you don't have to blitz always but just disguise didn't do any disguising today we were fortunate they scored 13 points and the reason they scored 13 points is because guess what daniel jones didn't play good the giants aren't good and they did not want to win the game now second reason why these are the two biggest reasons why jalen hurts jalen hurts is the second reason why we lost this game this was the worst game he's ever played i've never seen a this was on par with carson wentz against the cowboys last year in terms of bad games that i've seen a quarterback play now, in regards to the end of the game, yes, he gave the Eagles two chances to win, and we'll talk about what happened there later on, but the point being here is this. What he did at the end of the first half, you can never do. You can never do that. There's eight seconds left. I don't. We just talked about the shitty play calling. I get that, but here's the thing. Eight seconds left. You roll out. It ain't there. That ball's in the back of the end zone. We, we have fourth down then. 
Now we can do anything on fourth down because the clock no longer matters. Because now it's just if you don't if you get stopped, it's stopped. It doesn't matter. You can run the ball, do what you want. But on that third down play, if the pass ain't there, the ball's out of bounds. You can at the very least you cannot turn it over. You cannot throw an interception like he did. And he threw an interception in the first quarter or on, in the first quarter. We got into the red zone. And again, it looks like more or less Quez Watkins cut the route, but again, it's still it's just the point. You can't turn the ball over. And he turned it over three times. I mean, he really threw one on like a punt, which was a bomb to Rager, go figure, Rager. Now he underthrew him by about 40 yards. This was the first game where I watched Jalen Hurts and I said, oh man, this the, the, him throwing the football. Like really, like it's concerning because hey, now it's colder weather. That's another thing too. It's not summer heat here anymore. It's colder weather. He has to be more accurate throwing the football and he's got to be throwing it on time more. And he threw one on time at the end of the game. A cut, like the, the Rager bomb, that was perfectly on time and it should have been a touchdown. But I mean, I, and I know people are going to criticize him for missing Devontae Smith on the, 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 the crossing route there on the fourth down play. Listen, at the end of the day, on the, the, the in that last drive, he put the ball in our wide receiver, our first-round wide receiver pick, uh, a first-round draft pick's hands twice, and he failed. Now, it was I impressed that, like, listen, am I going to sit here and say we got to evaluate what we're doing with Jalen Hurts in terms of going forward in the future? Because, hey, here's the thing. We have a dynamic running game. We can run the ball. We ran the ball for 200 yards again today, and he's a massive part of it. He is an absolute weapon running the football. He is a weapon running the football, but man, he has to become an adequate passer. And again, I know that the last couple of weeks, he's been the top rated quarterback in terms of QBR. And guess what? Maybe it fooled me a little bit because I was like, you know what? Hey, he's not throwing for 200 yards, but we're winning. And again, that's all I care about. But eventually here, you do have to throw the ball for more than 200 yards. Eventually, you got to throw the ball to Dallas Goddard. You got to throw the ball to Devontae Smith. They had three total targets today. That's impossible. That's just impossible to me that your two best by leaps and bounds options in terms of throwing the football had two catches or two, uh, yeah, two catches total and three total targets. Like Goddard didn't catch the ball today. Smith had two. That was it. And and the most crucial drive of the game, we're throwing the ball to one of the worst draft picks in the history of this team. But that's that that's what happened here. So yeah, the, the questions about Jalen Hurts, they're going to get asked this week as they should. As they should. Because now it is becoming questionable. Can he throw the ball good enough for us to win in the NFL? Because you can't do this. Yes, he is an elite runner of the football, but I keep telling you, and again, I get it. Uh, like uh, the, the Eagles are going to keep evaluating this, but they know Jeffrey Lurie wants a guy who could throw the football at the end of the day. He wants, because he knows in this league, you have to throw the ball to win. You have to be able to throw the football. Running the ball is fantastic, but eventually you have to throw the football because here's the thing. We had another elite running day and we scored seven points. If you have an elite passing day, you never score seven points. That's the problem. That's why passing the football is obviously more advantageous than running it. Not saying you can't do both. You could absolutely do both, but he can't do what he did today. You can't have games where we're in the fourth quarter and Jalen Hurts at 120 yards passing. It don't work. It don't work. It never will work. And guess what? He's got questions on him now, as he should, because those questions are now, they're dignified. They're dignified. But let's go over it. What's the, I mean, really, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why the Eagles lost this game. Let's talk about the number one reason why the Eagles lost this game. Really, you want to know the number one reason why the Eagles lost the game. And guess what? Everybody knows it. You know the reason why we lost. You know the number one reason why we lost. It's him, right? It's the number one reason why we lost is who? Who? The first round pick from 2020. The guy we talked about all last week. The guy I talked about maybe we got to take him off the field a little bit. Well, guess what? He needs to be off the field permanently. 
Jalen Rager is the worst draft pick we've ever had. He's by far the worst draft pick. I listen. I good for him. I applaud the fact that he went to the podium after the game and he ate it and he tried to you know take the heat and. I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit there and say, go on social media and attack him or whatever. But listen, Jalen Rager stinks as a football player. He's just not a football player. He sucks as a football player. He absolutely sucks as a football player. But besides the fact that he can't catch the football, he can't make any big plays, really. Those are two unbelievable passes from Hurts. You could bitch about Devontae Smith running open on that fourth down play. He threw the ball into Jalen Rager's freaking hands to win the football game, and he dropped the ball. He threw the ball in his hands with 50 seconds left on a bomb, and he almost got it intercepted because he let it hit him in the helmet. Two times, can't catch the football. I'm sorry. He's just, he's abysmal. He's abysmal as a football player, guys. He's abysmal. He doesn't do anything well. He's one of the most atrocious kick returners I've ever seen, and on top of that, he's an even worse punt returner. So there's not one thing he does, right? All I heard is he had top end speed. I've never seen it. I've never seen him run where I thought that guy's fast. He's faster than the other guys. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks as a football player. He's just sucky as a football player. Hey, spoiler, you picked a kid out of TCU at wide receiver in the first round. He can't play. Go figure. You guys didn't think it was a red flag when Gary Patterson came on uh, WIP and buried, essentially, Jalen Rager in his work ethic after the draft? You didn't think that was a concerning thing? Yeah, I want to ask Howie Roseman, did you talk to him? Because if he's telling the national ra- uh, media now this, he's on a national radio station just b- essentially blasting one of his players. You didn't ask him about this guy before you drafted him? No, your analytics department, those freaking dweebs who never played football, never saw football, they're just telling you off stats because they think football's baseball, which it's not, which it's not. Told you that, oh, he's a good pick here. Guess what? He can't run. He can't run. Remember his 40 was what? 4-5 or something, 4-6. It was concerning. But then he went down to TCU. He waited until the wind was blowing about 70 miles an hour at his back, and he was able to run a 4-2-7 on a sketchy stopwatch, and we picked him over Justin Jefferson. That's it. And again, I get it. When those picks happen, I don't know the, the results. None of us do. We can all pretend. But unless your job is scouting these guys and studying film and all this stuff, you have to go off of what these guys are getting paid to do at the scouts, right? Your general manager. That's their job. They're supposed to get it right. I'm not sitting here saying that I knew at the time that they picked Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson that that was the... I, hey, I thought maybe they know something. Maybe they got something here. They're picking this guy here instead of Justin Jefferson. It tells me that. I heard that they were going to pick him over C.D. Lamb. They had Rager over CeeDee Lamb. Think about that. Guess what? He's one of the worst football players I've ever seen. And if Jeffrey Lurie's accepting of this, this guy is taking up a roster spot. He's a biz mole. He's a biz mole. I watched college football. I never even heard of Jalen Rager until the draft. Never heard of him. Never, ever heard of him. And guess what? He played in the Big 12, which to me is always a concern. I get it. There are outliers. CeeDee Lamb example. He's an outlier. Guys who played in the Big 12 that had success. But I saw CeeDee Lamb also have success against other teams outside the Big 12. I never even heard of Jalen Rager. And Oh, his quarterback sucked his senior year. Well, guess what? He sucks every time he plays football. He's abysmal. He does nothing except occupy space on the football field. He does does nothing to make the Eagles better. He had seven targets today. Seven. Seven targets. And I know we could sit there and blame Sirianni for it, but a lot of that's on Hurts, too. At the at the end of the day, I mean, really, he's throwing jump balls to Quez. Where is getting the ball to Devontae Smith? Where is getting the ball to Dallas Goddard? That's on Jalen Hurts. It really is. This was such a bad game for Jalen Hurts, especially, because guess what? When I see the numbers of him throwing the ball to Jalen Rager seven times, and I just think in my head, what are we doing here? What are we doing? He made a great play there at the end of the first half, Jalen Rager, and that's it. Guy, he's got 200 yards receiving this year. He hasn't missed a game. He's got 200 yards receiving through 12 games. 12. He's a first-round pick. 
top 20 pick. Like, think about it. He was picked inside the first round. I mean, really, he was picked over a guy who's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Really, this is what we're doing here. We have Jalen Rager. So you know when we're talking about these three first-round picks that we're going to have now? And by the way, it looks like our pick is going to be the best of the three because Miami's winning nonstop. They did us a favor, by the way. I know people are crazy thinking, oh, man, it sucks Miami won. No, it's, it, it doesn't suck they won. I'm thrilled they won today because we want to beat the Panthers for a playoff spot because that was the goal, right? The goal is to make the playoffs. But now the Colts lost. Okay, whatever. They're all going to be in the middle, right, of the first round, it looks like. You need to pick a wide receiver at one of them. And people will say that and go, you're going to do it. I don't care. Unless you're going to sign one in the offseason. Somebody who could play, by the way. Not just like a shot in the dark guy here. No, we're talking about somebody who could actually play. Somebody who could actually contribute at the position. I'm talking like going big. Like a Devontae Adams. Guys like that. Unless you're getting one of those guys to play wide receiver, you got to pick another one in the draft. You have to. We have nobody who can help catch the football. We have one guy, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver who you trust. Quez Watkins, who looks like he has some potential, and that's it. Greg Ward don't got it. Obviously, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is essentially a tackle because he blocks, um, even though he caught another ball today. And when he caught it, he looked like he never caught a football before because he didn't know how to run. And then Jalen Rager, who is abysmal. He's abysmal as a football player. So you're either picking a guy in the first round, again, because yeah, here's the thing. I get it. You get mad. People get mad. Oh, they got to pick receivers. They can't keep picking receivers in the first round. They have to because you're not affixing the position. Yeah, that, Due diligence. Study it. Figure it out because, I mean, you might have to pick one of those wide receivers from Ohio State. I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to go get somebody. you got to get somebody to help Devontae Smith, help uh, the quarterback, whoever it's going to be because guess what? That question's definitely more open now than ever after today's game, and I can't I hey, listen, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I, I trust his work ethic. I think today was just a blip on his screen. I still believe in Jalen Hurts, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I can't sit back and listen to people telling me that you might have to go somewhere else because throwing the football, he can't throw the football this bad anymore. Like, I mean, really, we need you to have games where, especially in cold weather, where you're able to throw the football and show me something. We've played three division games with him as a quarterback. He's been abysmal in all three. That's not good. Like Dallas twice last year at the end of the first, the second half of that Dallas game, he was terrible. Then the Dallas game this year, obviously he was terrible. And then obviously against the Giants today, he was terrible. That's three of his worst games have come in division. That's concerning. Very highly concerning. So, I mean, really, we're sitting back off this draft. And I'm again, I'm not saying that you can't figure it out. But I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, if you tell me who's the bigger reason we lost today's game, well, I've seen Jalen Hurts actually have good games before. I've never seen Jalen Rager do anything good on the field. Ever. Outside of that freakish lucky punt return he had against uh, Green Bay, which obviously was completely luck because he's never done anything close to that since. Man, the Giants tried to hand this one to the Eagles. They really did. They really, really did. They scored 13 points. You know what I mean? Boston Scott fumbles the ball. They instantly go three and out. And again, they didn't even threaten a first down. And they punt the ball and then we get the ball at the 40-yard line on, on a bad punt. So really, I mean, we had a minute 10 from the 40 and, and Hertz does his job, gets us down there. Throws two touchdowns, and they were both dropped. Greg Ward dropped. I mean, that's another thing. He was abysmal, but we didn't help the guy out either. And again, we got to get into games here where we got to start getting the ball to guys like Devontae Smith, and he's visibly frustrated, and I can't blame him. I can't blame him and Dallas Goddard in a game where we scored seven points, a game where we need to win because we're trying to make the playoffs, and they're targeted three total times when they're the clear two best options we have on the field. Clear. This was a This was a pathetic pathetic, pathetic performance from the Eagles. It really was. This is as bad a loss as I could ever recall. But again, it's hey, it just keeps coming back. The big-time guys that you need, like a Jalen Rager, who is just abysmal at football. And here we are. 
Here the Eagles are now, five and seven, playing the Jets next week. Then you get a bye week. Yeah, whoop de dill whoop de freaking dill I mean, really, yeah, oh, yeah, it's still in front of them. They could still make the playoffs. I knew for a fact. I said this when we got to this, this stretch of games where everybody's like, look at how easy their schedule is to go forward. I, I knew that they were going to trip up. Now, I didn't think they were going to trip up today. After If you told me the Giants were going to score 13 points and play the way they played, really, they, they, they did nothing. Like, you told me you were going to run for 200 yards. Okay, the Giants are going to score 13 points. They're not going to get 300 total yards. Um, I would have sit there and said to you, oh, my gosh, we're going to win this game by 30. As we should, as a good, a, a decent team would. But nope, we got seven points. Our quarterback's turning the ball over inside the red zone twice. Um, our first round pick from 2020 is dropping two gimme touchdowns to win the football game. Um, another guy who's supposed to have sure hands is dropping a touchdown. Our backup guard, who I, again, I, I've a guy I'm a fan of, Herbig is holding people. I mean, really, it was just shoot yourself in the foot nonstop today. They shot themselves. They shot themselves. They shot themselves. And they shot themselves some more. But guess what? Going forward, this, this is like it. Remember when Aguilar? Remember when Aguilar had that shitty stretch in 2016 and we benched him? If Jalen Rager is not benched next week, we have a huge problem, right? He has to be benched. I'm sorry, he has to. He is the direct reason we lost this game today. He was the direct reason the Eagles lost. I know you'll sit there and say, well, Hurts was abysmal and all that. At the end of the day, though, I can at least point to an example of Jalen Hurts playing good football. I cannot point to one single example that Jalen Rager has ever done anything that was resembling good. Outside of that lucky catch against the Raiders in meaningless time when he scored that garbage touchdown, that meant nothing. I mean, really, the San Francisco game with Jalen Rager, think about it. Oh, he steps out of bounds on it. What, really, we're, we're going to blast the doors off the 49ers in that game right there at the start. He goes out of bounds. We don't score. We don't get any points. That was a crucial play. But since then, really, five games, like now we're, we're at what? Six games where he's got, what, six catches, and now he only had 30 yards today because he made a back uh, the, the catch at the end of the first half. Doesn't matter. He was given two opportunities, two massive opportunities today, and he failed the Eagles. We got to figure out ways to get guys like Tyree Jackson involved. We got to figure out ways to get other guys involved, but Jalen Rager can't be involved. John Hightower has to be up. And I said this after the game. Explain this to me. We cut Travis Fulgham. We let Travis Fulgham go. Travis Fulgham has a better resume by like legitimately 10 million over Jalen Rager. It ain't even close. Do you guys remember that play? Like you saw the play at the end of the first half there, right? You saw or the first half of the game, obviously, the, the Rager play. Do you remember last year against the Ravens when Wentz threw that like pseudo Hail Mary up uh, against the Ravens and Fulgham went up in the middle of the end zone over two guys and caught it? That was that exact play. The exact play, the play that Ortega Whiteside couldn't make against the Lions. Granted, it was like a Hail Mary uh, that we lost two years ago. Rager drops this one here, which was sort of more from where uh, Wentz threw the ball to Fulgham. Fulgham was the one who made the play. The undrafted guy, the guy we cut, the guy we sent down to Miami because Jalen Rager has to play. Explain that, though. Jail, we, oh, well, he he didn't have the best preseason. He dropped one in the pre Listen, I saw Travis Fulgham dominate the NFL for a month. I've never seen Jalen Rager dominate anything other than being dominate Twitter for being terrible at football. That's the only thing he's ever dominated. He's never dominated anything, but we cut Travis Fulgham. Now it's going to be the John Hightower. Like again, John Hightower has drops. I, I mean, really like, but I, I'm cool with John Hightower getting a chance here because you got, you've given this guy enough chances. He's gotten enough. We know what he is. He, he, he ain't got it. He ain't a football player. I'm sorry. I'm not like, again, God bless him, but he's just not a good football player. He's terrible as a professional football player. Hey, I'd be terrible as a professional football player. Everybody listening would be terrible as a professional football player. But we weren't picked uh, number one in the 2020 draft. And again, that's not his fault that the Eagles did that. The Eagles did it. 
It's Howie Roseman's fault. I mean, really, overall scheme, he's the number one reason why we lost because he just sucks as a general manager. But, I mean, really, like, and I know, I had to hear today, oh, let's give Howie a pat on the back for the Darius Slay trade. It was a good trade. I get it. I'm not sitting here saying Howie Roseman hasn't made some good moves. He has. He's actually made some really good moves. He has done some good. We won a Super Bowl. Clearly, he did some good things. But, I mean, these egregious misses. Like, because, again, these aren't even like you're you're drafting guys that just, like, if Justin Jefferson, if you had, let's just say, um, pick K.J. Hamler, who I know he's hurt, but he has speed. Okay, whatever. At least I can understand it. If you had picked LaVisca Chenault, who's who's made plays for the Jaguars, if you had picked even, you know, uh, like, really, what, Denzel Mims, who had size, something like that, you picked Rager. And he just does nothing well. There's nothing that he does well. Ayuk for, for San Francisco, right? These guys have all contributed in the NFL more than Jalen Rager. Yet here we are. Here we are. Here the Eagles are again, 5-7, and seven, lost the game because their number one draft pick wide receiver can't catch a football. Their quarterback took a step back that was nuclear today. To the point where I'm telling you this right now, he does something like this again next week at MetLife, they're going to have to seriously not just only consider uh, putting Carter Minshew in, but I mean, it's like it's over. They're going to have to figure out their quarterback spot. So this whole draft, you know, thing that we're going to have going next year, everybody thinks, okay, we have a get right card coming our way. It might get, again, now all options are open. You've opened the door for Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? And, And I can't blame the Eagles for doing it now. I can't blame Jeffrey Lurie for looking at it when Jalen Hurts does what he did today. I I cannot blame him. I cannot blame the Eagles for it because that's unacceptable. You cannot lose football games like this today. You can't do what he did today. He was so abysmal. And then not only did he just have no accuracy whatsoever, he was making bad decisions, bad decisions, like crucially bad decisions. And I love Jalen Hurts, but I mean, he's opened the door. Would I still believe that he could figure it out? I do. I just believe in his work ethic. I believe that he could figure this out. But I'm not going to sit here and pound it and say, no, 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 you can't. Hey, they got to figure it out. If they, they're they getting, now we're at 16 games. You know what I mean? We're, we got enough games here where this stuff has to start not happening. You can't do what he did today. And again, this could just be a blip in the radar. It could be just a bad day at the office and things can change. But I'm telling you this right now, as somebody who's a Jalen Hurts, you know, big time fan of him, especially the player and the accountability he takes. I can't sit here and defend what he did. He's an elite runner, but we need him to be an, a, a, a very good passer at the minimum. You can't be an elite runner and a, a bad passer. It don't work. And, and he needs to figure some stuff out and he's got to start trusting reads because you cannot throw the ball to Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith three times today. That don't work either. That's on him as much as it's on Sirianni. He has to figure out ways to get the ball to his best players. He's the point guard out there. You know what I mean? He's got to distribute the ball to them. But overall, why did we lose today? Jalen Rager. He dropped a touchdown that would have won the game. At the end of the day, the Eagles should have won the football game. They should have won the game. As bad as they played, as all the mistakes they had, with 15 seconds left, Jalen Rager had the ball, hit him square in the hands at the inch yard line. He would have fallen in for a touchdown, and the Eagles would have won 14-13. But he dropped the football, and here we are at 5-7. and seven. And now we got to go play the Jets next week. Obviously, they're not that good, but hey, we're obviously a team that has serious Apologies, phone cut out there, but again, like I said, serious problems here beating, you know, like obviously really bad teams. So let's just go over it. Okay, so who was the, the freak of the week and the geek of the week? Um, hmm, hmm, freak of the week. Wow, this, this one's good. Uh, 
I mean, really, who was the freak of the week for the Eagles in this game? Who was like, you know, probably Alex Singleton. He made the most plays on defense today. I mean, he, he made some really good plays today on defense. I Alex Singleton was the freak of the week. Geek of the week is the pro football focuses number two. I think he was the bottom two receiver in the NFL. He's the second worst graded receiver in the entire National Football League. Entering today's game, Jalen Rager, geek of the week. Geek of the month, geek of the year. He is a geek, 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 geek. Jalen Rager uh, Aguilar, Jalen Geekerler, Jalen Geeker, Geek Rager, Jalen the Geek Rager. He is the geek, the geek, geek, geek. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.